Welcome to the Book of Caleb, a space where you can say what you're really thinking. I'm your host, Lauren Caleb. Join me as I discuss how to manage and rationalize all of the things in a distracting world. From current happenings to wellness, beauty, diet, family, home, and more, laugh and learn something too. This is the Book of Caleb. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of The Book of Caleb, episode 12, Back to Business. This is actually an episode that I'm releasing earlier than normal because it's so time sensitive. We're going back to business, guys. Things are opening up in our state. What is going to happen? We dig deep and laugh and cry about this one. Enjoy. All right, current events. This episode is brought to you by dating myself or the episode instantly because you know what? I was trying to search for a good podcast topic, really, and it felt so fake or manufactured to me. I mean, how can we honestly not talk about coronavirus in some way? And I feel like it's been incorporated to every single episode. I'd have to like go back and listen to all of them, which... You know, that will be 11 hours of my life I won't get back, but I'll certainly enjoy Um, because we're on episode 12 now. Can you believe it? Um, And by the way, I wanted to bring on someone to the episode this time that uh, has been on here before, but could bring a new spin on the subject. So uh, I won't delay it anymore. Michael, Caleb, welcome to the show. Well, as I've said before, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be back. This, I can't say that it is or isn't, but this this might be my last uh, dance, if you will, to take a page out of the New York, uh, the Chicago Bulls um, playbook there. But this might be my last podcast. Really? It might be, or I'll be back next week. Michael, why would you say that? What if this is your last podcast? I honestly thought one of the subjects, like, why I'm quitting podcasting. Is that going to be episode 13? <laughs> yeah, and because we'll get in some huge fight, and then mm-hmm. I won't have mm-hmm. a guest for the show, and I'll be like, oh, I give up. You know, I gave it, gave it my all 13 episodes in. Podcast restrictions have been lifted, I think, fully. Yes. In all counties. Yes. This, in our state. This is true, and so this is a great, you know, segue transition to the actual subject mm-hmm. of the show, which is back to business. Dot, 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 exclamation point, question mark. Smiley face, wink. Smiley face, wink, emoji, alarm, emoji, however you want to call it. So what's happening? Eggplant emoji. Today is technically Wednesday, May 13th, and 2020. Um, I had either like read today or heard like someone suggest that, you know, your grandchildren are going to want to know about your thoughts or like remembrance of the pandemic. So you should like journal what's going on because you won't remember things. And just like generally speaking, I think the advice was like journal stuff because you won't remember the day to day. Like I won't remember these like little details that happened at work in a week, you know, but if I journaled it, my journal will remember. Right. And it will kind of like be funny. And same with like your experience with the kids and 
just things like that, which I don't know. I'm like, oh, well, I guess that's, I get the purpose of journaling, but I would like have to make time for it in any way. Isn't that what Instagram, Instagram stories is? <laughs> right. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. I'm like, I guess I like journal things on Instagram in yeah. a way, but I don't, I don't like write a diary blog post. Some people really like write like a one to two pager on their Instagram post, which no one ever reads by the no. way. Uh-uh. Um, you know, like today is I just feeling self empowerment and blah blah blah. It's like nope, you're just scrolling. No one reads the whole thing. Just as an FYI, just letting you all know if you're a blogger on Instagram. That's good advice. Yeah, make it short and sweet. And if you're lucky, someone might like stop their scroll. Okay, but back to business. So what's happening is that in this pandemic and stuff being shut down in Iowa specifically as of today the governor announced that starting Friday at 5 a.m all businesses for the most part with some exceptions but not really like relevant like bars can't still open and I think bars and casinos would be the two yeah yeah, those still. are the two things that are still closed. But for the most part, a majority of businesses can reopen if they want to with some limitations. So this would include like long awaited for like salons and gyms, especially. They've like waited it out the longest. Restaurants. And restaurants have been open, but for carry, carry out. out. Dining and restaurants. Yes. Yeah, yes. So you could go technically to a restaurant and have table service. Mm-hmm and 50% capacity yeah the restaurant has to operate at a 50% capacity that's the same thing for the gyms as well and salons yeah so whatever that means you're still up close with another human being is there a fire marshal in there counting heads right can't come in here yeah like i don't think so yeah what's going to be the protocol for checking those um whether you're complying to those regulations and stuff, I don't know. This is all new territory. And how long is it going to last is the other thing that you have to think about. You know, like, are we going to be doing this until a vaccine comes out, which in theory could be in 2021, <clears throat> is what's been, you know, that's the soonest of something that's been tested accordingly a real vaccine could come out. So we're going to, everything's going to operate at 50% capacity. I don't know. Also, the other um, culturally trending thing, if you want to like call it that, is that like you are wearing masks in public. In the United States, in my experience, this has never happened. You know, you've seen it like happen in China or like people practicing that um, for other like SARS and what's the other one? H1N1. Um I've There's seen. been many different pandemics, but yeah, it's more culturally, <clears throat> whatever, accepted and practiced around the world than right. it ever has been in the United States. Right. This is the first time where it's real. I'm wearing a mask at work. We're requiring people who <clears throat> come into our building to wear <clears throat> masks, you know, and I like my mindset is just like, well, how long are we going to do this? Like, when is it going to be like, okay, we're going to, we don't need to wear masks anymore. Is it is it for show? What is it actually doing? Is there actual hard factual evidence that this has helped, you know, yeah. spreading the disease, saving lives? Or is it just for show? Is it just a peace of mind that people have? I think it's kind of more for peace of mind, of really. Yes. So you could definitely, like, research and argue both sides easily and convince yourself, like, no, this is stupid, or convince yourself, nope, this is the right thing to do to reassure people. Like, that's kind of where it's at right now. And, like, when you're saying, like, for show, it's 
as an employer or as a business, it's like you demonstrating that you are taking these extra precautions to keep the place safe and sanitary. Um, and so when I think about it for like restaurants and stuff, like mind you, masks are not required by the government for you to wear in these like retailer like establishments. In the hospital, I don't know if it's by government law that you would have to wear a mask or just by like the hospitals like protocol I guess that's an interesting thing to like look up like what do you think you think it's illegal to not wear a mask in a hospital I think it's up to the local hospitals whatever their yeah. um, protocol is and... it probably it, it probably is but there's also like um different regulations right like you can't do a surgery and not have like the medical staff wear protective sanitary disposable masks and clothing and stuff like you're not allowed to do a surgery no with you know and so that's what i mean it's like maybe that is like illegal in certain like medical facilities and stuff but anyway it's not um actually required for like retailers and all these other industries to actually wear the mask. It's only like a technically a suggestion. And so that's my question is like, mm-hmm. well, how long are we going to be doing this? And will there be eventually a point where like some retailers like, okay, well, our staff is going to wear masks, but we're not going to require our guests to wear masks. And then you like phase it out to where like our staff is no longer going to wear masks, but we're going to like have hand sanitizer everywhere. Like, I just am curious if masks are going to eventually no longer be a thing, how that will like phase out. Oh, it's all, that's why I think it's for show, because our, unless it's going to be all the way until there's a vaccine, right. and we all get a vaccine, which I think is not the case. We've been shut down now for eight weeks, and here in Iowa, our, we are now literally peaking, like these last three days. And today, the governor gets on and says, okay, we're easing the restrictions, restaurants, whatever, everything we just went over is now reopened as we're hitting our peak. So what what the hell were we doing these eight weeks? Yeah. Which I've I've been kind of more towards the not shutting everything down, just have it stay open. But since we've gone through all this stuff, okay, if we're going to do it, let's do it right. So then all of a sudden we're peaking now. This doesn't seem to be the right way. This seems to be illogical. Um, if we were shut down for all this time, now we're opening during the peak. That doesn't make sense. I think we're just, she's doing it because she's feeling the pressure. Businesses are suffering. There's no income. You know, there's no more state revenue. How much can we just be living off the government's funds for how long can we do this? We can't. So she's feeling the economic strain all of a sudden. And that's why she's reopening. But it's masked with all these other regulations. We're looking at the data. We're following this. Cases are up because testing's, you know, there's more testing now. Okay, there is some validity to that. But what about the deaths? You know, there's more deaths now than ever, especially in Polk County, and then um, which is where Des Moines is located, and then also in Sioux City, so whatever county that is, right? In Iowa, there's no debate that like we're at our peak right now, and we're oh now opening up, so that doesn't add up. Yeah, it's at all. like the that's what's been like frustrating too. It's just like I don't understand like yeah the logic of closing down in the first place and then opening up during numerically what seems to be a a peak or you don't even like technically know your peak and does so does that even matter i mean i hope in theory it doesn't matter because then we can open back and it'll be like fine right so in theory it doesn't matter we can open up at our peak and we don't hit this crazy uh, infectious um you know outbreak outbreak and contagion where everything goes to 
uh, hell in a handbag. Well, if that doesn't happen, then I don't think we needed to close down in the first place. Right. I mean, honestly. Well, for so. sure. And so that's why, like, it's just very, again, And when I say we, I mean Iowa, not the country. Obviously, New York and New Jersey and some of those places needed to, for sure. But, no, not Iowa and not the majority of the country. Yeah. And it's so. something that's, like, still, like, hard to understand. New York is under you know house arrest still and their numbers are like why wouldn't they like reopen and it's just like is that making a difference anyway or you just like even if you're staying at home you're still somehow getting the coronavirus anyway so then you just might as well go out and play in the field if you're not immunocompromised right like Uh there shouldn't have been this like shutdown and it's so the hard thing too is like at the time of this decision to like shut things down it's not like she was the first one the first state to shut down right it's just like following suit while well, all the other states are doing it oh, and yeah, like all sure. the health advisors at the time of like advising you yep you need to and blah 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 so of course you're like going to it's not like there was any state that didn't do something to shut down right so I don't have like a critique of that because it's just not fair you would have done the same thing everyone would have done the same thing yeah and so but so but yeah then looking back it's like well but then now we're opening and you're opening businesses that like have like really close human to human contact like i feel like it's just odd of like the order that didn't make sense like we opened or she opened up right the restrictions for dentists and dental hygienists to be able to do services before she opened up the restrictions for um cosmetologists like hairstylists and people who work in a nail salon, they couldn't do services, but like your dentist could. Like, why? And like, why was it a, like they got to do it a week earlier than the hairstylist? Like, it just doesn't follow like a logic. There's no logic. It's very arbitrary, completely arbitrary. Um, and I guess one other question I have: the one business that hasn't really been hasn't been spoken of, but I brought up to you earlier today, strip clubs. No mention. Open, Nothing. reopened, did it ever shut down? I think that they've always been open. That's what I think. They've always been open. Um, <laughs> and wh- what's going on with them? I've heard about any strip club outbreaks whatsoever. So Yeah, what are they classified as? Because it's not strip clubs, Michael. Are they bars? It's like, or... No, it, I swear it's like exotic dancing facility. Or, you know, it'd, it'd be like this like technical term. But... Well, I haven't seen that either. <laughs> it's all barber shops and exotic dancing facilities hmm. are closed through the 16th. Just a thought. Just a thought. Yeah. And I also think it's funny that when she does like lift a restriction, it's by technicality earlier than like the original proclamation. Like these original proclamations, I don't know when the first one went to like April 15th and then April 30th and then blah, 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 May 15th. You know, they've been like extended and stuff. But so everything that's opened or like reback opened back she's technically opened them back or strategically opened them back earlier than the original proclamation so like so in the future she can be seen in a good light yes that's what all these politicians do if every day of their out. life that's all they care about yeah if it works out she's like yeah. i even opened them up earlier than we anticipated yeah. like i just feel like i can hear that line dropped in six months if oh, it goes sure. fine yeah. okay great well then like that but that's like a gamble like you don't know that like doing that right now is going to be like then you're like one liner for when you're like getting reelected well when this happened i was a leader in opening it early like i, I, I don't do- think it's a big gamble because of the eighty three thousand deaths i want to know how many people are the old 
and the sick with underlying health conditions because that's like the majority of it. Yeah, there's going to be like nine over ninety percent of and those. And you get deaths. these certain places, especially in Iowa, it's literally it's actually three places. I thought about it. it's obviously nursing homes, um, meatpacking plants, and then also I saw uh, prisons. Yeah, those are all hot spots. But like just your but that general mean deaths are coming from that, other than like the nursing homes. Nursing homes, yeah. Well, just like, I don't know, like in, I don't know, our neighborhood and just where we walk around, we walk around like a three mile, four mile radius when I'm walking by these houses. How many of these houses are actually people infected with coronavirus? That's a good thought. I don't like, know. Maybe one or I don't, I don't know. Not enough to shut down the travel, hospitality, restaurant industry, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And all of us have to be living off the government. Um, and there's however much unemployment now. I don't agree to it. Sorry. And I was looking up other stats about, we want to talk about preventable deaths. The number one preventable death in this country is cigarette smoking. 480,000 people die every year from smoking cigarettes. I'll go out and say it here. I know many episodes, again, I said earlier, something about 20 or 30,000 was my guess on the By corona. the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, so whatever. So I was a little bit off on that. So we're at 83,000. We'll, we'll go over 100,000, I'm sure. We're not going to go over 480,000, Okay. But we allow that to happen. We don't shut down the tobacco industry. That's just one small... I mean, I mean, it's a, I guess it's a big industry, but it's smaller than a travel and hospitality and restaurant industry. And all these other ones we've mandated and shut down to save how many lives? You Just outlaw smoking cigarettes. Looking at the data, that would save 480,000 lives annually. That's not going to happen. So we shut down, but we literally shut down our economy to, I don't know, to save how many lives. Yeah. I'm not that many. Not 48,000 because 48,000 people aren't going to die. So I, I don't know. This whole thing, I think, has kind of been ass backwards. Yes. Like, again, it comes back to, yeah, numbers and then just, like, not really making sense because you have, again, like what you just said, this analogy argument of mm-hmm. X amount of people die from this every year and this and that. And, like, there's so many other things that people die from every year. So yeah. it's hard not to be, like, critical of what actions we're taking for this pandemic millions and millions of more people would have gotten sick i probably agree with that but if you're healthy you take care of yourself you know you don't have these underlying you would have been all right i don't know what to say about that yeah and the fact that you can like be asymptomatic to this Mm. virus is also interesting because as we all go back and in theory are exposing ourselves more to other people who potentially have it and they don't even know that they have it and they may never exhibit a symptom Mm -hmm. in the first place but then spread it to 20 people or more, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, when are you going to be exposed if you haven't been already? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's not a question of if. You cannot hide from this. Staying whatever, you cannot, you will be exposed to this. Yeah. And 99% chance... You won't die. Probably a little bit more than that. Right. If you're in a nursing home, you're my 94-year-old grandfather in a nursing home, yeah, he hopefully should not be exposed to it. Because if he, if he gets exposed to it, I understand it's much higher risk for him. Yeah. And it's probably 50-50 chance at that point. So certain measures like shutting down nursing homes, I like get shutting down New York, New Jersey, yeah. But this whole economy shutdown that we did, nuts to me. And this is... So this, the ripple effect of, from this is, just, it's not, I don't know, you can't even say, it's it's more than a year, it's years, it's years, it's millions of jobs lost, it's millions of businesses down the drain. Yeah. It's, it doesn't add up. There's going to be another pandemic after this. Don't you think there'll probably be more and more pandemics? Just we're more global. The world is more global, the traveling, nonstop. 
right. around the world, which is going to obviously slow down now. Um, so may, may, maybe maybe that whole thing changes, and maybe we're not such a global world anymore. Um, there's going to be a lot more, you know, teleconferencing and working from home for sure. Yes, there's definitely um, going to be some major, so. like, long-term changes of, like, companies figuring out, oh, I don't have to, like, have my workers travel as much, and we can do this all remotely. I swear, I read yesterday that the Twitter CEO said that all my employees can work mm-hmm. at home forever if they want to. Mm-hmm. I saw that. You know, and because it's, like, it's a desk job and you don't need to actually physically be present for a lot of jobs that are, you know, um, technology driven. You just need a computer and internet and a way to like communicate with your coworkers. And that doesn't mean like being physically next to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that I think like is a, I don't know if it's like a benefit yet, but it's something that employers were realized too. And employees, I think, realized like, that they might want to work from home more or work remotely than having to like deal with the hustle and bustle rat race day to day, get to work on time or else I'm late and it doesn't matter. Like they say that a lot of employers that have taken on that approach, you know, well before, like this is not anything new where you can like work remotely and like those like tech jobs and tech industries like have people that have the option to be able to work from home or come into work you know you can do both just like um respect it and people work more hours because it's Mm -hmm. like oh i can respond to this email on saturday and i can respond to it at eight at night and there's cons to that too of um, being unable to check out or whatever but that's going to like change and have another like influence too um what else though? Like you need to know though that okay, you're saying there's more going to be more pandemics or possibly or there's going to be a surge later in the year. There's all these hypothetical scenarios. You need to know how to pivot in your industry and be ready for that sort of kind of fire drill chaos that this has ha- been for like your particular industry that you're in. And if you're unable to pivot or figure it out through this, then you need to like get into a different industry or just like adjust to make sure that you can be profitable in like a multi-channel way. Some restaurants I anticipate will be able to share their success story during the coronavirus because they're able to offer carry out um, in an online like seamless way and that, that that's we've noticed that yeah, yeah. we obviously we, we still do t- take out once maybe twice a week um when we can uh and okay so we think of a restaurant we pull it up if they don't have like their own personal functioning website that just takes you to facebook or something like that forget it forget it it's not even an option yeah but then a lot of these ones yeah it's they've changed it it's completely 100 percent takeout carry out and it makes it real easy just order online and they've got protocols so when you show up you call them or they reach out to you and you go in and take it. And those are the businesses that are, you know, thriving and it's going to definitely survive this. Yes. Um, I am curious to see what their like margins are. Like maybe did they, did some do better than, because think about it. If your competition can't sustain a website and carry out during this pandemic, then you might have gotten more business because you were able to fulfill all this like demand and orders for carry out that, three of your other neighbors like 
weren't competent enough to adjust. And I don't think that it's, I'm, you know, I'm not in like the industry directly, but I don't think it's that hard to be able to operate your own website, have a limited menu, like make these adjustments and upload to your website, your carryout menu and have people who are available to work because you would, there's, there's such a, you know, high amount of unemployment right now. You could hire anyone now who's looking, who's legitimately looking for a job to help you fulfill carryout orders. No, they wouldn't even need to hire. They have all the waiters and waitresses and bartenders who aren't working. Right. They would just, yeah, repurpose them. Yeah. Yeah. And so. and so, again, I anticipate hearing about the restaurants who survived the mm-hmm. coronavirus and pandemic. Yeah, it's because, you know, they had an operator who knew how to, like, adjust quickly, which mm-hmm. this is, like, overnight stuff, right? Their supply to food didn't change. No. You know, they're still <laughs> being able, able to order food. And so then it's just a matter of like, well, what still makes sense to have in a carryout menu? It's like actually simplifying it. Simplifying it, yeah, for yeah. sure. And and then not like dealing with like customized orders. Like I'd be like, no, there's no, you know, you can't like customize your salad. This is what it is, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. so that you're just uh, being sensitive for time and just efficiency and yeah. all that. So interesting, right? And so what I'm saying though in general, that's just like restaurant as like an example, but Whatever industry you're in and however you were affected, you need to know how to deal with this in a snap of a finger. If this were to like backfire in a month, right? What if like... We can't return off the... I don't know. We can't shut it back down. and Because like the fact that the travel industry is what it is now and it's going to take at the minimum a year, probably two or three to get back i mean there's just no way around that so the travel industry so much other industries rely off of that yeah uh large events when are those actually going to be a thing when's gonna be seventy thousand, eight thousand people at a sporting event concerts and that's what drives a lot of hotel business restaurants Uh, that drives so much stuff you know that's not gonna happen anytime soon it's yeah it's hard again yeah when would that even happen what does that look like are people wearing masks like i always go back to that like come on and who's booking yeah these events and festivals and concerts and stuff like planning on it right now unless it's like yep i'm gonna do the art festival in 2021 how many people do the damn to des moines which formerly known as damn to damn race Damn to DS or yeah, damn to DSM. I don't know. I think it's like ten thousand. Okay, because that's a lot of people in a close space. There, obviously, mm-hmm. we're all on top of each other. That got pushed back from Memorial Day weekend, so it would have been in a couple of weeks. We were gonna run in it. We run in it every year um, for the past one or five years or so. I'm actually wearing the yeah, damn to DSM, damn yeah. DSM. It's a twenty k race. Um, so now it's what first weekend in September. Labor or Day. Yeah, it, it, Labor Day. Yeah. I, that doesn't seem like that far away to me. It's not. I, I don't have a problem with it just because I'm a healthy individual. Um, I don't have a fear of getting the coronavirus. or I feel like I've already definitely been exposed to it. Maybe I got a fever for 12 hours. I don't even know about it. I feel like that's a, a lot of people. Um, and part of the reason, like, I am a little bit cocky about it or whatever because, like, I do take care of myself. I very pretty regiment in how I take care of myself. And, like, having... Being that sort of person, so you have a good immune system, like that's I don't know, part of being responsible. I'm not some out of shape person who smokes or drinks 
and those people are definitely more prone to it so like underlying conditions you know if you're obese and diabetic or you're a smoker or a drinker and yep you come down with this i I don't know i don't know what to say i mean like not saying that it's all your fault but it's kind of your fault so there is some ownership there if you are someone who doesn't value your health um then yeah you're more likely to come down with this i value my health every day that's how i live like i I live live a pretty clean lifestyle for the most part um so i know i'm healthy and i have a healthy immune system and, and i haven't thought two seconds about whether i come down with it i know that you know i don't want to pass it along to other people i'm not going around other sick individuals so i'm not going to visit my grand you know grandparents or your grandparents um so i'm you know i'm not totally irresponsible in that sense but um yeah i mean where i was going with that not really sure but uh yeah, there's no, like you were talking about pivoting, these restaurants you can pivot, but some things you can't pivot, and these events are not going to take place at all. So then there's just so much of the economy that still has no hope of regaining what has been lost yeah, anytime soon. Any like anywhere close to what they were. No. Um, and yeah, people are not going to travel either as just for leisure. Like it's just not going to happen. You're going to see more people just stay at home this summer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's no events to travel to. Right. And would you go visit a city that was only open halfway? Yeah, exactly. Um, and how that's all going to pan out with just what we saw, like the people like on airplanes today, like some visual on the news, right? And everyone had a mask on and, but not all the airliners are like following like every other seat. Yeah, I mean, it's just whatever. It's uh, Yeah, the halfway, I, this is frustrating to me. The halfway opening, I don't know. I am completely fine sitting on an airplane. <laughs> right. Fully stocked the way it used to be. And I do, would not think twice about it. There shouldn't be any old people or sick people on there for their own personal safety. Just generally speaking. Yeah, for generally speaking. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Yeah, this 50% stuff, I don't know. It's not How is that going same. to honestly make a difference? It's when not. you have like this like repurposed air. Yeah. And that that's why I'm just like, okay, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, you know getting on the, you have to know getting on the plane. I mean, I swear anyway, before pandemic, right? How many times would you like get a cold or get sick if you went on a exactly. plane? Yeah. Because it's just, it's, it's like sitting in a toilet or something mm-hmm. for three hours and all it takes is one person on there hacking up their lung, you know, yeah. sick. For oh, over, yeah. Like you go over Christmas break on a plane and somebody has the flu. Yep. Someone has the flu on for the sure. plane for sure. Like, and it's just. But that it's not going to send you to the hospital. You're not going to overwhelm the hospitals if you're a normal person. Yeah. Which the normal person means the normal person. The majority of us are normal with a normal immune system. So. You're not going to go to the hospital and overwhelm the hospital system. Right. So Hopefully not. You're just not going to. And, <laughs> and it's, you just can't avoid it either, even if you did, right? And so that's the other yeah. thing, too, is like, that's why I said, like, you, when are you going to get exposed to it? Like, it's oh, not, yeah. you're not, a, you cannot avoid this. Yeah, I know. Because it's just not a thing that you it's not like it only lasts in your system for three days and you could have everyone stay home for three days Mm -hmm. 
right? (laughs) Everyone in the world could stay home for three days and then they would really just knock it out, right? Everyone in the country could stay home for whatever that was, eight weeks. Well, eight weeks. And that was going to do it. And then we're saying gradually, this is so absurd to me. The more I talk about it. We didn't stay home. It was the other thing, too. Well, yeah, exactly. Even the stay-at-home orders, you can still go to the grocery store. Even in the hot spots, you can still go places with people. That's why it seems like it's just for show for me. Yes. For the most part. I think New York needs to be like that. New Jersey, maybe sure, it's but did it like it's like, again? It's just inevitable. Everyone's still getting the virus, and they're at the stay-at-home order, yeah. and only so many people are going to their grocery store, and just like whatever. No, it's it's not even it's not possible with some place that's that densely populated. Yeah. So uh, release the floodgates. I it it sucks because <laughs> that's not the the right decision either to release the floodgates, but what? staying at home and like wreaking havoc on the economy there is this is this shutdown thing has never taken place this is not the worst pandemic in the history of the world but we treated it like it you know right there's been no other shutdown thing like this ever i know that no and i but i know this isn't the worst pandemic of all time it's just not thank goodness and another factor that has been communicated is that this is an evolving virus similar to the flu and the uh-huh. fact that it will be different in a year and there will be need to be a new vaccine and blah blah blah. Of course. So then what? So then we're never... So then, again, to be reasonable, if that is true, if this virus will evolve in a similar fashion to the way the flu does every year, so it's different and you need a new vaccine every year, forget it. Like, the, we... <laughs> then you definitely can never shut down again. And you just no. have to deal with it evolving and keep up with the Kardashians of a coronavirus if, flu vaccine. If I vaccine. haven't been exposed to it by now and haven't already fought it off and don't have the antibodies, I would like to get injected with it. You so, should be so I can just... So I can fight it off and then have my own antibodies. That's what I am confused about, too, of the but value. I'll, I'll, like, I'll be all right. I don't care about the vaccine, especially no. if they say that or anticipate that it would change anyway and you'd need to get a vaccine exactly. every year, then I'm really uh, like not interested. Like we said before, we haven't ever done a flu vaccine. Right. Because never. it changes different strands of this. Well, the flu vaccine is only going to cover one or two strands, but there's like six of them out there. And okay, so then what's the point? Right. And then it's only 50% effective or yeah. something. You know, it's there, it should be like 95% effective. If you're going to yeah. inject me with something, then it needs to be nine, a 95% effectiveness. And Or I get the flu for, I even know I have the flu shot, but it's just not as bad as like what I've heard no, other people. I'm like, how do you know? Please. you know it's so it's just that that's its own whole other like distracting subject but anyway so the antibody test why is that not more on the forefront or of demand right like i want one now just to see where i'm at and then like you said yeah. if for some reason i have not already had coronavirus mm-hmm. then well how long do these antibodies float you have them for the rest of your life and you're able to identify them apparently hmm okay right or else how yeah how would you yeah yeah how would an antibody test exist like it's only you only take an antibody test 30 days after you've been exposed to it to recognize it like no it would be i believe book of caleb accuracy Mm -hmm. um it's only 40 percent uh yeah it would be something that you could identify 
So you have like your antibody green card, like, oh, I'm good. I, I don't need to wear a mask in here. Oh, and that's another thing too, right? With uh, just whether or not you've been infected or exposed and blah, blah, blah. And then you're going out in public and whether or not you're wearing a mask, you're not going to wear a mask in a restaurant because you're eating. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so and like I, I, was, on. I was in the grocery store whatever week ago or so. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll be judged probably. Yeah, I'm not wearing a mask at the grocery store. Um, but anyways, the lady in front of me was. Uh, her phone, cell phone rings. Well, she takes off her mask and starts talking on her phone. What's the whole purpose of the mask then? Right. It just goes out the d- door. It's very arbitrary. Like I said, last podcast or podcast before, I think that a lot of it's politically driven. Um, and I feel if you're very, if you're more liberal, you're going to be definitely diehard mask. And I feel like more conservative people are like purposely not wearing the mask to take a stand to it. Um, so that's not why I'm doing it. It's not political reasons. Uh, I, I just think it's silly and arbitrary to wear. I don't think the masks are doing anything. Um, so, but I hear so many different talking points. Like, why if, if you wearing a mask could save one life, wouldn't you do it? Okay, sure. But th- there's nothing to prove that that's the case. No, and so it's so easy to say a statement like that because mm-hmm. it's just theory. It's not real life. If I could tell that person, don't have another drink of alcohol the rest of your life, and I guarantee you'll say someone, would you do it? Well, they probably couldn't do that. You know? <laughs> right, yeah. You can yeah, have this like yeah. rebuttal oh, easily yeah. of this hypothetical anything, anything, yeah. Yeah, scenario. And so, yeah, if you had to get up at 4 a.m. every day and that mm-hmm. would guarantee to save one life the rest of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you didn't even know, would you do it? Exactly. Yes, I would have to. I'd be morally obligated. Yep, yep. And so the best argument, though, for wearing the mask, if you don't want to wear the mask, though, is the thing is it doesn't hurt you. Just wear it, right? Like, I get that, too. I'm just like, it's not, what is the big deal? Like, just wear it. Because some people truly believe that it, it like, gives them a peace of mind or whatever they're, like, reasoning for it. It doesn't hurt you, so you can just do it for now. Like, you can do it. Yeah, I can. Yeah, okay, I guess. Yeah, and that makes sense to me. I get it. It's one more thing to remember. I mean, <laughs> I just try to move quickly to the grocery store when I find time. And, oh, oh crap, where would I throw that mask? And, what, the mask is just laying around in my car? I feel like it's a dirty, it's thing, a dirty thing that has germs sure. on it. That you're that touching with your hand and yeah. you're not sanitizing your hands yet. Believe me, I can be very so. critical of the wearing the mask and how it doesn't. It's not sanitary either. No, no way. You, you probably touch your face more possibly because you're not used to wearing the mask and so oh michael like but anyway the though wear the mask right now you have to wear the mask and so i it's like i negate my own or conflict my own uh beliefs but nope it's like wear the mask because yep the strongest argument is like it doesn't hurt you are these masks recyclable? They're gonna end up in a landfill somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So then it. Where's everybody on their, right? their high horses on that one? Huh? It hurts your future, right? More waste out there. Gosh, we're just blowing through this, Mike. So okay, um, what what do you think you will do? So back to business, right? Will you go eat out at a restaurant on Friday? I'd go right now, but yeah, I go. Yeah, absolutely. I won't think twice about it. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I think it's funny that there were whatever that is fifty percent. Right. I don't think it's causing anything more or less. I think it's funny that they're reopening since we did all this shutdown and now Iowa's cases are coming up and like we're peaking 
a number of cases and deaths that now they're going to reopen. That just <laughs> that just kind of proved my point. Like this is all arbitrary. There's no science or facts behind it. And so that's what makes me think. Like, no, I'm not going to go eat at a restaurant because of those like statistics and like it. And I'm not saying what, that like I you worry about getting it because no, yeah. it's like I'd be protesting the whole idea mm-hmm. that now we're. I'm protesting actually the idea that oh you're going to open up at fifty percent. As if that is different than just being open at a hundred percent. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that's and absurd. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> right, and so that's so why I'm like, yeah. I'm not going until no, you're you can tell me that it's safe to go at a hundred percent occupancy rate. Mm-hmm. Because what? Why? Why was why is fifty percent okay and safe? It's not. It's not any different. That's insane. Yeah. That's what it, like annoys me, and so just thinking about. That yeah. I'm participating in this in some way of or endorsing that, yes, now it's okay and safe to go back to a restaurant, but only fifty percent. And like, like you were saying, like who's policing that or like going in I'm to check yeah. the occupancy rate of restaurants mm-hmm. and stuff? Like, if I if I was at underlying health condition or I was really old, then I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go. No, those people shouldn't be going anyway. Should be going so. to grocery stores in the first place either. So then <sighs> so that all would have been that could have been the thing that could have been put out there to begin with. If you have underlying health conditions, or you're old, you know. Can't yeah, don't don't you know. <laughs> but we're not going to have the government shut down all these businesses and force everybody to be unemployed and living off the government for I don't know yeah time of years but whatever that's what happens so like we keep using restaurants but it's the same thing for like hair salons they can only allow um 50 (laughs) percent like it's a joke well it is so because then how do you keep all of your employees who are coming back and having like a full-time client list so they're they're still not going to be making like the money, the income that they no, were. No. Yeah. And like it doesn't that's not going those restrictions better be lifted in 2 weeks then too because it, which makes it like arbitrary in the first place to have the restrictions. Like it, it's just it's like baffling. Again, we come back to like it doesn't follow any sort of like numerical logic to me. It's just like, okay, well this is what we're going to do now yeah <laughs> and it's not it's not like because we know that at 50 percent there's an x oh, yeah, amount no. of percent that you won't get the virus right there's nothing that like explains the number to begin with it's just like well we're gonna reopen in slow phase stages and 50 percent sounds right we're opening at fit half. she's trying to appease as much people as she can that's what they're trying to do just try to keep the mass public as accepting and whatever peaceful as can be which is so stupid i'm just going along with it you're you're really screwed too then if you do work at a salon that can then only keep 50 percent of the people in, in it at a given time like obviously the people who like rent salon suites could have their full client list rolling through again because it's just one on one anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, their only um, step backward would be they wouldn't be able to, like, double book, which is only – there's only so much you can do as a hair single hairstylist anyway and having double bookings. Like, it needs to, like, work out very uniquely to where, like, you have a person who's getting their color processed and a men's haircut, 
books during yeah, that's that what, time. That's how Leong does it, yeah. Yeah. So she'll be giving someone a perm or whatever on the side. She's cutting my hair in 15 minutes. Right. I'm hoping to get into her as soon as I can. <laughs> Good luck. I called her today. She didn't answer. Uh, I'll be calling her up tomorrow as well. <laughs> I know everyone is like kind of not delusional of like when to get that hair appointment, but I am myself too. Like I went to my hair salon that I go to their website just to see <laughs> if the if you could like book online yet, and it's like down or yeah. something. Or she has like doesn't have a website, it. so. Oh, yeah, why not? She's a cash-only business. <laughs> yeah, so my hair salon has online booking, which, again, you need to be able to come back, pivot with your industry and know how to operate. So for my business that I work for, the I was thinking, gosh, we actually, I don't want to get this set up because it's a lot of freaking work and it is not something that I want to, like, give energy to. But in theory, it's for that in the future, in six months, if we have another breakout pandemic niner shutdown, that we are able to sell stuff online, like way yeah. easier than we have it set up now, which oh, is still okay. more manual. Like people can go onto our website and request what they want, but then it's like, then I got to call them back and take their credit card over the phone. Mm. Like it's still manual, it's made up versus like getting some sort of Shopify widget to install on the website. And then adding every single product that we have. I mean, it's just like all this work when really like the focus needs to be on we're alive and we're selling services again. And, you know, there's just that's like a full time one week project of just getting that set up for the hypothetical scenario that it's going to benefit us in another pandemic type thing. No more pandemics. But well, right. Or no more shutdowns. No more shutdowns. If we have a similar scenario outbreak thing, then it's just like, nope, then it's up to each employer of how they want to react. It's not the government mandating yeah, exactly, it. Yeah. And if people still want to come into your business, if you're putting on a you're, safe enough product to the, for them to come into, providing that, then they right. shall. And your employees are cool with it too. Like yeah. it just needs to be more kind of an independent, non-judged yeah. choice. And mm-hmm. you... You, you know, as an employee, too, have to be, like, prepared and have, like, your rainy day fund ready to go, too, is, like, another thing for everyone to, like, pivot and think about that uh, this is, that's what the rainy day fund is for, is for the unknown. And so get that secure so that you can have those, like, it, it could be you know your rainy day fund can be used for your like an injury and just things that sickness like things that aren't affecting the entire economy and world but like you need to have it isn't aflax wasn't aflax supposed to be already set up for this pandemic i feel like <laughs> was it i don't, I don't know. know when you're normal whatever healthcare can't cover you whatever go, right go to aflac <laughs> oh, something man. like that I, I don't know if anybody's claiming making some aflac claims or not okay <laughs> will you go to a restaurant michael says yes at 50 percent. will you go at 100 percent? i got a thousand percent yeah good so you'll go to a bar which is still closed gosh I another know, thing if I, if I went to bars so, when are yeah. the bars going to open and what only it's 50 percent, and you have to be six feet apart from the person at the bar like i just like get ready for that another stupid like like i, I shouldn't say stupid but you know what i mean like illogical like oh illogical, now it's okay yeah. suddenly for bars to open but only yeah. 50 or just some weird protocol for that assuming this all is going to happen before there's a vaccine right right the magical vaccine that will give everybody the peace of mind they need to yeah. function again Will you go to the gym? Yeah. 
You I'll can't spit. wait. I'm sweating. I hope people are sweating on me. Let's swap sweat. I mean, <laughs> I come on, let's do this. I know every like you gym or fitness center, you know, is gonna have their own like unique. And then what are these? A lot of businesses they're taking your temperature before you go in there. Uh huh. Yeah, but you, so you gotta pull your pants down and they gotta stick it up your bum. I know we have an anytime fitness type membership, right? So no one's yeah. gonna be there to like ask no. you, have you had the coronavirus? And oh my that gosh, stuff, have you been around someone? Are you have a bar? Yeah, I mean, those are the recommended questions. Have Have you been around somebody? Yeah, in the past? they just coughed in my mouth. Someone who has it. So, oh, okay, then you can't come here. I mean, they're not gonna answer the questions. Whatever. They Truthfully, just, no. whether they know the truth or not, that like even if they're gonna either lie or answer incorrectly when because they don't know and so like i don't know is really the question is the answer to these two questions like one is like have you been around somebody who has coronavirus Mm -hmm. in the past 14 days like that is one of the cdc recommended questions the answer is i have no no idea idea. like (laughs) that's but there's only yes or no Sure. Of course. <laughs> the yeah. And so it's like, get real. That's screening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's screening. And, and it, but like every, you know, employer retailer like has to like demonstrate. Of course they don't. That they were screening. And it's like, come on. That's not. We go- value the health and wellness of all of our customers. Yeah. 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 So we're, so we're going to ask you a question that like the only honest answer is I have no idea or yes. You can't answer no. Disneyland, they oh no they reopened. I was over in Shanghai or whatever. Okay. Oh okay. <laughs> I just think about that. Yeah, are they gonna wipe down the roller coasters and after every ride? Like, you know, it's it's tough. It's but these are the real th- things that like you need to think about. And then I think about our kids and going back to their school and just like are kids gonna be wearing masks to kindergarten like just no that's not a childhood that they need to be no no they don't need to uh and it's so right (laughs) um but this is all gonna be before vaccines so think about that that's fine keep the nursing homes locked up i agree with that absolutely those people are high risk those are the ones that are very vulnerable okay and pray that Everything else. The on. virus won't enter that nursing home. Yeah. Like, no. I don't even know how realistic it is to think that it will not enter every single nursing home yeah, in know. the United States. Yeah. Like, honestly. Because the nursing homes that have gotten affected, it's not like all of those places were not following temperature checks and questionnaires by employees at every and, mm-hmm. like, not letting anyone in besides the employees, and they still got it. Still got it, yeah. So come on, I, I that's really like a sad, hard Reality. pill mm-hmm. to swallow, jagged little pill to swallow that yep. the wet nursing home will not be affected by it eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, that sucks. So you'll go to the gym. Will you? You can't wait to go to the salon. That was my last question. We go to the salon. Go to the salon. Yep. At fifty percent capacity. I guess. Yeah. Which I mean. <laughs> like Leong's the most people only ever been in there is me Leong and a third person so sometimes there's been someone waiting I guess so maybe five before people but yeah. what the capacity of that building is probably I don't know 15 or 20 it's a small building and so, your so hair, she'll be alright yes your cosmetologist will have to wear a mask and you will as well and I don't 
know, you know, well, how I'll works sideburns. Yeah, I know. Yes. You will as much as you can. As much as I can. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is what the recommendation is. Again, no one's, there's not going to be a yeah, mass yeah. police officer there. So again, like the recommendations can also be arbitrary or a joke. No, for sure. Because there's just certain treatments and stuff like, oh, getting your teeth cleaned. You're not going to wear a mask. Like, (laughs) and the mask too, like a surgical mask is not like this like airproof antibacterial. It's like paperish and, you know, you're tying it to the back of your head. It's not like keeping this like seamless blockage of airflow. Right. Like when I think of like my dentist and dental hygienist, like wearing the mask, it's more of like to not be able to smell my breath is why they're wearing it. And then like possible like back splash of Mm -hmm. like the water when they're cleaning your teeth is why they're wearing it. It's not to like protect from any sort of like infection. I'm sorry. Wearing just like a, uh, I don't know. What's the welder's mask? Yeah, the shield. Whole, the whole shield thing. Yeah, face but, shield. Yeah, face shield, yeah. Maybe that. Or maybe like the, the like the football helmet, but the ones that have the visor so that covers their eyes. Yeah. But then I'm slowly now my mouth exposed. <laughs> just, to, just to mess with people. So they can't see my eyes, but my mouth will still be exposed. Everybody will be looking at me like, who's this guy? What's he all about? You could wear like Drake's Black Panther mask. Black Panther mask would be good. Spider-Man mask. Yeah, I I'm thought... sorry. I'm, I'm not taking the mask thing seriously, so I'm sure a lot of people are upset. That's fine. I'm not <laughs> gonna fine. kill you. You're not gonna kill me. Yeah. Trust me. Um. Unless you're like 95 right now, or if you have an underlying health condition, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast if you do. So. Maybe that's the only thing they have at this point. Um. But yeah. All but I'll save. I'll stuff. save a bunch of lives. Stop smoking. Don't smoke cigarettes. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. Or or you can wear a mask. Yeah. Or you just wear a mask and keep smoking. <laughs> See which one kills you first, yeah, coronavirus or, mm-hmm. or you know, the, yeah. There's different things: smoking or drinking, right? Eating a bunch of uh, processed junk food regularly, or wear your mask. See, okay. see what gets you first. Fine, I'll know. wear the mask. Okay, that's easier, right? It's a very easy thing to do. Well, All the Michael, other things people don't want to do. I certainly hope that <laughs> this podcast doesn't kill you, and that uh, you're on another episode well, or two. I will see. Remember after, after those three years, uh, first three title runs Jordan made, he was exhausted. You're going to retire and uh, yeah, go play baseball? Yeah, he had to step away, play a little baseball. Then he was able to, you know, get his mind declined, and he came back, got three more. So we'll see. Maybe I'll take a couple uh, couple episodes off, and I'll be back. Gosh, then maybe I can have a real guest on. That should be my goal. Maybe. <sighs> Who am I going to have? You have Drake. I know. It's like, oh, Drake and Corlin, he's a talker, but I don't know if people will understand him, you know? He, he babbles. <laughs> For time to time. Drake will be good. Oh, man. That would be fun. Little kids episode. Yeah. Oh, that'd be sweet. All right, cool. Well, thanks, Mike. Appreciate your time. (laughs) Um, And we'll end it with this. Stay safe. Uh, (laughs) Stay healthy. And wear a mask if you want. And wash your hands. And wash your hands.